0: Welcome to Calvary. Amen. Stand up. Let's worship the Lord together this morning. For your goodness and your grace, hallelujah. His word says that if we speak to the mountains, it will be removed and what? Cast into the sea, amen. Have you got some mountains in your life this morning? I doubt seriously if you're living and breathing that there's not something that you would like to see changed or disappear. or See that mountain cast into the sea this morning. So as we sing this song, I want you to realize we don't have to worry when we are on God's side. I know some people say God is on my side, and yes, he is for us, but it's important that we are on God's side, amen? And when we are on his side, he promised that he would take care of us, that he would see us through no matter what, amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning, let's speak. Before the pastor comes and gets ready to bring the word and we're on a series about faith, amen. How many has this been encouraging you to increase your faith, amen, to trust the Lord? Yesterday we had an awesome time in the women's conference. Believe for it. How many's got something in your life you do need to believe for this morning, amen? This song says this is a house of miracles, house of worship. It's a house of faith and a house of healing, amen.
1: A miracle in your life this morning, whether it's for your own, um, your own personal life, or maybe it's a, a life of uh, maybe it's your maybe it's one of your children, uh, maybe it's a healing for one of your co-workers, maybe it's a a, a marriage um, issue, maybe it's a a job issue, but nobody else knows what you need this morning. But there is a man that went to the cross over 2000 years ago that took all your pain and all your suffering and everything in your life upon the cross. And they laid him in the tomb and 3 days later he came out with victory. He came out not only not only with victory but he came out with authority. And when he came out with an authority prior to going to the cross, remember him telling his disciples that I'm leaving. And when I leave, he said, I'm getting ready to leave and go back to my heavenly father. And he said, within that, I'm giving you the authority. I'm handing the authority that I carried here upon earth. Now I'm handing it over to you because of the authority of the resurrection, I'm, I'm giving that authority to you. Can I say this? I believe that most of us do not walk in the authority that was given to you and I. So I'm going to have them to sing that one more time and I, I want you to, to close your eyes and I want you you personally because he gave it to you that authority. And I want you to take authority over whatever's going on in your life. Because the enemy has to flee. If he gave us that authority, if we're walking in the same authority, there's nowhere in the New Testament that tells me or shows me through any deep study that Jesus ever lost the battle, and he never lost any battle that he took authority over. And so this morning as they sing that again, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to take authority over whatever situation you're facing this morning.
2: Father, we thank you.
1: We thank you for that authority. Lord, we are good, we're living in victory this morning.
2: God, we don't have
1: to take what the enemy has put in our life this morning. Because he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. But this morning, we take authority over this house of worship this morning.
2: Father, every situation from
1: family members to uh, to health in your body, to a financial situation that you may be, maybe it's a relationship, whatever that looks like in your life, and you say, God, I'm taking authority. Maybe you're here and you're older this morning, and you say, I'm walking in some issues in my life in the latter years of my life that I never thought I would have to face. This morning, we take authority over that. Maybe you're young this morning. I got, as a young man or woman, I've got things going on in my life, and this morning, you personally take authority over it this morning.
2: God, I receive your vision God, I believe you're working All
1: things for, for oh, us declare I still believe you're
2: I still believe you speaking God, I believe you're working All things for good I fix my eyes on Father, heaven Father, we take authority God, over the enemy right now your There's no that's formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name.
1: There's no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name.
2: Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's just throw our... We've got to... We
1: have to enter in. We have to go after what we want for the Lord. We have to persevere. It's just not going to be dropped in our life. we got to go after God. we got to go after Him. We have to go after the devil to bind him, but then we have to go after the glory of God. It just doesn't automatically fall in our lap. There's a warfare going on. If you want your, if you want your husband, your wife, your child, your situation, you want your kids coming to Christ, then you have to take authority. You want your health, you've got to take authority over it. It's not dropped in your lap. you got to take authority over it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want us to switch to that song before we make the transition, honey. I want everybody to throw your hands up in the air, and we're going to go back to the song. I give you glory. Now, how many of you believe by faith that God heard you this morning? How many, how many would stand here and say that I feel like I prayed to a God that did not hear me? None of us would be here this morning. We prayed to a God that is alive and well. The Bible says that he's setting, Brother Jim, on the right hand of the Father. He said, I'm going back to heaven, and I'm sitting, listen to this, I'm sitting on the right hand of the Father, and I'm interceding for every one of you. Now, that's, a, that's an all-win situation there. I mean, it's an all-win situation. I want you to throw up your hands, and I want you to act like God heard you this morning. Now you didn't pray some just false prayer. You're in a Pentecostal church, so you can raise your hands and you can get a little loud, okay? That'll be all right for now, okay? Let's give God the glory, church. Come on.
2: give you the glory,
1: Come on, church. Let's worship this morning. church let's get our hands up in the air come on let's worship like we mean it let's worship like we're before the throne of God this morning because we are come on let's worship him church come on let's worship him like you're sitting right you're standing right in front of him and thanking him for answering your prayer this morning oh hallelujah
2: oh father
1: I thank you for answering our prayers this morning. Morning. Come on church, you can get a little radical this morning Let's worship Him, amen Oh, hallelujah Come on church Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah Father, thank you for breaking bondages off this morning Thank you for setting the captive free Thank you for opening up doors Thank you for closing doors that need to be closed. Thank you for healing marriages. Thank you for bringing children on. Thank you for healing the ladies and healing the men. Thank you for healing us emotionally and physically and financially, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
2: You became my king forever. One more time
1: This morning. Ever you say? Ever you feel with the power of the Holy Spirit, and you walk in authority? And a
2: hallelujah!
1: Oh, hallelujah! church, let's give the Lord a big hand, come on, let's give the Lord a big hand this morning, hallelujah. how many are you glad Lord, you to glory. be in the house of the Lord, hallelujah. David said, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, hallelujah, you may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that the Holy Spirit came in and touched some lives this morning that needed to be touched. Some uh, some depression needed to be broken off. Some oppression needed to be broken off. Hallelujah. The mind games that the enemy plays with, with our lives. He lies to us, doesn't he? He puts us in bondage and fear and doubt, and we walk in our lives like that, trying to get victory all week long. And we walk like that. We walk miserable. We don't have peace, and we don't walk in joy, and we don't walk in the authority we have. But I'm so glad you're here this morning in the house of God. I'm looking one day that this thing is packed, and God's going to just God's going to do great and mighty things. I have the privilege to pray. Um, Brother uh, Malcolm and Sister Sabrina is a grandma and granddaddy. Let's give them a hand. Amen. And so we had the privilege to pray over that, uh, that little boy It's just a few days old. We already done dedicated that young man to God. I said, we're not waiting. He goes before any preacher or any church. We're going to do it right now. And I felt the Spirit of the Lord. And also, we had prayer uh, outside this morning for a a young man He's probably in his 20s that just needs deliverance in his life. And we believe that. I felt the Spirit of the Lord out there this morning outside when we were praying that God is doing a process of delivering that young man. And God's just started little by little putting such a Such a desire down in my heart to see God touch the younger generation. So I'm out on a road to do whatever I gotta do to see their lives touched. You know, most of us in here, if you're at least my age, that you have felt the power and move of the Holy Spirit. And we should be grown up enough and have faith enough to make it the rest of the journey. If we don't actually have any feelings of feeling God, then we can walk by faith on into the kingdom of God. But some of these younger generation is not felt the power of God like most of us have here. And I want all of us as a church to pray that there comes such a great move of God upon the younger generation that there won't be any doubt in their mind. If they are serving a God that can move any mountain for them and do things in their life. Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me as God gives me the leadings? And would you pray that God does such a work in our younger generation? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you, honey. Thank you, dear. Thank you, team. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, the ladies just, when they spoke, I think they did a beautiful job, worship was beautiful, and the presence of the Lord came in and just touched this place, so I just wouldn't, I know some of you had some different things you had to do and couldn't get away from, but if you're able to come during the times that we have these things for the ladies and men, uh, it's an opportunity uh, another opportunity. You have to have. You have to make yourself available for God to touch you. You, you have to open yourself up and make yourself available. So uh, it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful time uh, yesterday. And the men Friday night went bowling. Now I wouldn't say that was real spiritual, uh, but we had a great had a great time. Brother, it's brother Mark here this morning. Brother Mark is what eighty. 85. He's been through what two operations this year? Two operations this year. And guess who showed up at the bowling alley Friday night? <laughs> it was unreal. I said, you gotta be kidding me. You know, they got these little, what are they? I haven't bowled that much, and you can tell when you watch me bowl, but what's them little things they set up and you just let the the ramp? All right. Brother Mark has so much determination and perseverance that he'll let you bring the ball to him, but he's not going to let you roll it. We set the ball up and he would roll it. And uh, it was just amazing. Him and Keith both were there and I thought, wow, Lord, uh, you are such a good God. You brought him through multiple operations and Keith was there, and it, we had a great group of guys and had a great time. So let's let, just give all the let's give the men a, a hand this morning. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One more uh, one more thing. Um, starting tomorrow at eight thirty, uh, Sister Tina Bartley is going to start prayer back up uh, here at the church every Monday at eight thirty. If you're able to come, would like to come, she would love to have you. Uh, uh, have you to come and pray. Prayer is the foundation of anything in your life. Without prayer, no mountain moves. Without prayer, no church grows. Without prayer, uh, things do not, things do not um, happen. So I want to invite all the ladies uh, uh, to come tomorrow at 8.30 for, for prayer. Right in front of you is a connection card. Okay, we usually use those for new visitors, and that will continually do that. But on the back of that card, it has prayer request. It has prayer requests. Uh, any prayer requests you have whatsoever, if uh, you would write it on the back of that card. And they will be given later as they're, make sure you put them in the offering uh, box back there. And as they go through the finances uh, on Sunday afternoon, they will separate these cards and they will be given to uh, Sister uh, Tina. And that tomorrow morning at 830, they will be praying over those, those prayer requests. If it is a very confidential prayer request, I don't think anybody in here, uh, I think we all know if you have went to church with Sister Tina very long, she is very confidential. Okay. If it's, a co- if it's a prayer request that you would say, you know, I don't want the rest of the prayer team to hear about it but I do want it to be prayed for by her, okay? Does that make sense? It's very confidential. Right at the top of there, confidential prayer request, okay? And she will make sure that she'll be praying for that. If not, drop it in, and they will be praying. And if it's prayers, then we can transfer them also to the women's ministry, and they can be praying also over all of that. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Praise the Lord. We do want to continually have prayer for uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Watts. He is doing a lot better, so let's continue. He had a, a leg operation. He had a shoulder operation with his uh, motorcycle accident, and we want to continue to pray for him. Uh, Sister Ruth Ashby is not here. Uh, she had had a heart attack. They put a stent in her, so let's be praying for her. Uh, Sister Sue Fisher is a precious lady. That's part of this church. She's almost 90 years old. She's not able to come, but continue to pray for her and Sister Grace McGovern. And it's good to see Jerry here this morning. Let's continually pray for Brother Jarrett because we believe that God is going to touch him. Amen. Amen. How many believe that God is still on the throne? Amen. Praise the Lord. We have been uh, talking over the last two or three weeks. We have been um, on the On the series of strong faith, um, growing faith. How many of you want your faith to grow? How many many of you want to have strong, strong faith? Uh, You want to quit living in um, at times oppression or even depression or uh, having no victory at all. How many of you know you can be a Christian and not walk in victory? You're not walking in victory. You don't have any joy. You don't have any peace. It's pretty miserable. How many of you, like me, have gone out of a church on Sunday morning, and you've pretty much gone all week and not had any joy or any peace in your life? Come on, come on. I think we all, as Christians, have had that. So over the, the last couple of weeks, we started out with Noah talking about faith, how Noah had faith when he obeyed. You know, It's a big deal that we obey what God tells us to do, amen? And by faith, we see Noah obeyed. The next weekend, we talked about uh, Abraham, how Abraham, in his faith, he trusted God. And we later seen that through the new covenant, that what God did through the life of Abraham, the Bible says we are the seeds of Abraham. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Jacob. Abraham, Abraham's grand grandson and we're going to talk about persevering faith we talked about the faith of obedience we talked the faith of Abraham trusting God and this morning we're gonna we're going to talk about the perseverance of faith of Jacob how many of you want to have persevering faith okay you want you want to persevere uh, I want to tell you, if you're going to get anything from God, and I just suggest, you don't have to, but I suggest this morning that you take notes, that I hope if you're like me, uh, you forget what you did yesterday, okay? So this might help that you just take notes and look back uh, uh, upon what I want to talk about this morning, that we all need persevering faith to get what we want to get from God. Uh, How many of you have started a project that you thought was going to take just that morning to do, and the next day you're still working on it? Uh, How many of you have made plans to go somewhere, especially if you have kids, and you pull out of the driveway and you forgot the snacks for the kids? Or uh, you forgot to to bring them their uh, swimming trunks. Or uh, you forgot to fill up with gas before you go on vacation. Or you don't get down to the driveway good and the kids are acting crazy. Um, Or you, you, you get down the road and you have a flat tire on the way on vacation. And this has happened to us twice. And we were over, and I don't know why we were going to West Virginia But we were headed over towards West Virginia Have a flat tire And then our cell phone don't halfway work How many of you have went to the doctor Or you have a family member that went to the doctor And it didn't turn out the way You thought it was going to turn out How many of you have got dreams and visions and plans That God God has birthed in your life But it seems like that there comes up so many obstacles that they still have not come to pass yet. Maybe God has showed you something. You've been going to this church a long time, and God has showed you things He's going to do in this church, and still you are just waiting for them uh, to happen. Or maybe you're young, and you're getting ready to go into college, or you're going to college, and, 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 and you know what? It wasn't the college you wanted to go to. It wasn't the plans you, uh, where you picked to go. Uh, those plans were uh, completely changed. Our life, to sum it up, is a life that a lot of times things are not going the way we either planned, we thought, we imagined, or we put out there for ourselves They just are not unfolding like that. It doesn't always work out the way you and I planned it would work out. There are delays, there's waitings, there's obstacles, there's challenges in all of our life. And we plan things in our life maybe even just a month or two or three or maybe a year out. And they don't unfold like we think they ought to unfold. Because there comes those obstacles, those challenges, those delays in our life. And it's at that moment and it's at that time that we have to make a we have to make a choice whether we're going to just throw in the towel and we're just going to give up or are we going to persevere we all can give up doesn't it feel just a a little better sometimes when all of these things are going on in our life that we never planned. The giving up spirit for a moment in time feels pretty good to my flesh because I don't have to fight it. But perseverance Builds my faith. And I want to walk in strong faith. That what took me down yesterday. What took me down three weeks ago. I don't want to keep battling with that same thing over and over. How many of you, like me, you have battled and fought sometimes the same thing in your life, that stronghold in your life, over and over and over? And how many of you feel so defeated that you didn't have the victory you thought you should have to overcome that, and here that thing comes back up again a month later that you thought you had victory Well, I want to talk about persevering faith because we have to persevere. God strengthens our faith. He grows our faith when we persevere. In the life of of Jacob, when we talk about Jacob in the Old Testament, we later see the victory that Jacob had. But let's back up to the beginning of Jacob's life, and I want to I communicate to you this morning that at the beginning of this young man's life, it's not like that. Jacob is a, uh, a young man that has many flaws. Jacob is a, a man that has many struggles. Jacob is a young man that is... Has many difficulties in his life. He's he's made some bad decisions. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds a little like me. How many of you here have made some bad decisions? How many of you still have some flaws in your life? (laughs) I don't know why I have to do this in the pulpit. Just tell the truth the first time, okay? How many of you have still have some flaws in your life? That was the life of Jacob. But during the flaws, the trouble, the difficulty, the bad decisions in his life, God still chooses him for destiny. I mean, this guy, if you would study deeply in his life, he is a flawed young man. He has got trouble in his life. He does not have it all together. He's made a lot of bad decisions early in life. But God chose him and looked down and chose him because of the destiny and the plan and the purpose that he had for his life. And I want to say to you today, no matter your age, God still has a destiny. He still has a plan. He still has a purpose at this moment and at this time for your life. I don't care how young you are or how old you are at this moment. God is not finished with you yet. For the lack of time, let's run to Genesis chapter uh, 29 to to 30. And I I don't have time to read that whole chapter. I would encourage you uh, uh, to take this week and read this chapter. Genesis chapter 29 and verse um, 13. I'm not going to read it all because it's got like 35 verses in it. So I'm going to just kind of paraphrase the story. In Genesis chapter uh, 29 and verse uh, verse 13, it says, "As, As soon as Laman heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out He ran out to meet him. And he embraced him and he kissed him and he brought him, he brought him home. His uncle brought him home. And when Jacob had told him his story, Laman explained, you really are my own flesh and blood. I really didn't know it, but I know it now that you are part of the family. After Jacob had stayed with Laman for a month, Laman said to him, you shouldn't work for me without pay just because we're relatives. My brother would like to hear that sometime. For all the things he does for me. a Steak, dinner, just anything would help, you know. He does a lot for our family and he gets paid little. So I'm sure this is what Jacob felt like. My brother's not married, and he probably likes the second part of this, too. But, but Jacob says, okay, I, I tell you what, I've already got this planned. I've been working, okay? I, I've been working, and yes, I would like to have pay. But the pay that I want, it's this really nice-looking girl named Rachel. Now, if you study back a little bit, the Bible kind of explains who Rachel, Rachel is. The Bible says that she was a nice-formed lady so to speak. Now, if some of you older generation don't know what the younger generation would say about that, the young boys would say the young lady was a fox. Okay, she looks nice. She's pretty. So Jacob said, that's what I want. These little boys are laughing in the front. said, that's what I want. You want to pay me? She will be the one right there. So Jacob goes on and he says, You know what? Uh, I'll work for you. She is so fine that I'll work for you for the next seven years. She must have been a fine looking chick. For seven years, I'm going to work for her. So Jacob... We're talking about obstacles, we're talking about situations, we're talking about circumstances. When we think and we plan that this is the way I feel like it's going to go in my life. None of you here that has had cancer ever figured out in your, I mean ever thought in a million years that you would have to go to the cancer treat. When you first got married and you stood before that altar, it didn't even cross your mind that you would be divorced in one day. There's a lot of things in our life that don't go as we're planned, And that's what was happening to Jacob's life. As we read and study the life of Jacob, we see that all of these struggles and all of these obstacles and, and all of these disappointments and... See, Jacob was even walking into a time frame. I worked seven years. I'm going to get Rachel. But as you read the story, that's not what happens. Write this down if you don't write anything else in your notes. Every test we face in life is an opportunity for our faith to grow. But our faith does not automatically grow stronger just because we face obstacles. Let me read that again. Every test that we face is an is a, uh, opportunity for our faith to grow stronger. But our faith does not automatically grow stronger just because the obstacle or circumstance comes in my life. We have to persevere through those obstacles. We have to to fight through those obstacles in our life. We have to fight through those challenges in our life. We have to to believe God. We have to trust God that, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I am going to stand By faith, and I'm going to persevere that on the other side of this, I am going to win, and my destiny and my plan that you have planned for my life is coming together. Write this down in your notes. My faith grows stronger every time I refuse to give up. Isn't that true, Brother Jerry? My faith grows stronger every time I refuse to give up. Just look back in your life in the times that you said, I am going to persevere through this, and I'm not going to throw in the towel, and I'm not going to give up. I could throw in the towel. I could give up. I could lay it by the side and move forward in other things in my life, but I'm going to persevere for my family. I'm going to persevere in praying for my health and the health of my loved ones. I'm going to persevere for those children. I'm going to fight, and I'm not giving up, and I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to trust God, and I refuse to give up. I'm not moving. I'm right. I'm, I'm making a circle around where I stand, and I'm not moving. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to persevere until I see Victory in my life over my situation. And you have to persevere. Every test that comes in our life is to grow our faith stronger. But faith does not automatically grow stronger just because we have a test. I'm going to give you two quick things that I want you to remember in the life of Jacob. And him persevering, 14 years later, he marries the love of his life. But through all of those obstacles, he had to persevere. Number one, I have to expect challenges in my life. I've got to expect there's going to be things in my life not going to go the way I thought. I've had, actually, my wife to to tell me before. You know, I, I feel like, you know, how many of you... Uh, like may, me, you've um, you've prayed, you've quoted all the scriptures, you, you've done your little Bible. Now I, I don't say that lightly, but you do your, your 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 little devotions in the morning, and your devotions. You walk away. You walk away in your devotions. Like those devotions just spoke to me this morning. Have you ever been like it? You know, the word of God just jumped off the page to me this morning. And then you get down to you get down to pray, and it's like just like the spirit of God, is just right there with you during your devotions. And so you get up thinking, today, is today. That I'm gonna walk in victory. Wait, wait before you say Amen, I ain't done yet. So this week, that was me. I called Tina, and 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 we were we usually talk. Uh, in, in the mornings if she's headed to work. And, and I told her, Honey, I want you to start quoting with me of the rest of this week. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight. So I got in here. I got my cup of coffee, and I come into church, and I was praying. It's just kind of my ritual. And I was walking around, sister, and I was saying, I walk by faith, not by sight. Devil, you are defeated in this situation. I can see... The light, I can see what God's doing. I've already pictured it and envisioned, envisioned it, and I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. That lasted till about lunch. I'm just being transparent. I thought I would had uh, my wife on the other end. She said, yes, honey, we're walking by faith and not by sight. I'm glad to see you're up this morning. I'm in my office. I mean, I just feel this, I just feel, Sister Betty, this heavy weight of the enemy trying to defeat me. it's It's just like it came down upon me like this heavy darkness of weight. And I just got in my office and I just put a worship song on and I just started worshiping. And about 15 minutes later, I just felt the presence of God come over, come over me. I said, devil, you're not going to defeat me today. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I feel defeated right now, but I'm going to persevere. And so I went in my office and put some worship music on. And I, I just, this is not just for a preacher, church. This is for you. You've got to persevere. And I started praying and worshiping, and I did not know this. Sister Tina and, 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 and another precious lady had came into church and went upstairs over top of me and they're up there just praying away. I had no clue. I thought they were in the auditorium here. And I thought, God, if we'll just persevere. I heard Tammy say one time, she said, she was talking about some other ladies she was counseling and she said, brother, they're going to have to learn. They're just going to have to sometimes just fight. You've got to fight for your marriage. You gotta fight for your health. You gotta fight for your happiness. You gotta fight for your joy. You gotta fight for those kids. You have got to persevere and not give up. And you got to fight. Genesis chapter 29 and verse 20. We see now after. Agreeing to work seven years and be able to marry Rachel, Jacob is about to face more challenges. And I just mentioned those more challenges was, he has to work seven more years for Rachel. But he married, after the first seven years, Leah, which wasn't so Beautiful, which wasn't so attractive, probably which wasn't so sweet after the seven years. It's not going as planned, but say with me, God has a plan. In the midst of my obstacles, in the midst of my fear, in the midst of my difficulty, in the midst of my struggles, in the midst of me not having peace and joy sometimes, God has a plan. Jacob had got scammed. He thought he was going to marry Rachel, and he got got scammed. He got tricked. He got deceived. He got cheated. He got robbed. Out of the woman he thought he was going to marry was Rachel. Does that not sound like the enemy? He wants to cheat us out of everything in our life. He wants to scam us. He wants to deceive us. The Bible says he comes to steal, listen, to kill and to destroy every part of your life. You ever felt, you ever felt cheated in life? You ever felt like you've been scammed? You ever felt like you've been deceived? They got to go to the right college. They got the right job. Oh, they stepped into a good marriage. How I many of you have looked at somebody else's life and said, Wow, seems like they got it all together and they not even going to church. I mean, come on, how many times the devil told us that? And lo and behold, I stand in this pulpit and say this. Honest to goodness, sometimes it looks like that, doesn't it? I mean, they got the big jobs, the fancy cars, the nice houses. I mean, it don't seem like they're going do any sickness at all. Seems like uh, the, the husband and wife, I mean, it's like marriage every day, which I know that's a lie, but uh, it's like everything in their life is it go, going right, doesn't it? And they ain't been to church for 20 years. Feel like we've been scammed and cheated, don't you sometimes? listen to this when it lear- when it comes to you persevering, I don't care if you got your plans together. I don't care how smart you are. listen, I don't care how successful you are. listen. There are going to be obstacles and challenges and difficulties that are going to come in your life as a Christian. Do not think you are exempt from problems just because you are filled with the Spirit. We're going to face challenges. And you know, in a room this size with this many people, I know that there's ones here this morning, right now, right now, you're facing a big challenge in your life. You're 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 facing a big problem. You're facing something that's 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 big. And the enemy, listen, the enemy keeps referring you. As you look at other people, let's quit looking at other people. Yes, it seems like they have won the race sometimes. Yes, it looked like they have crossed the finish line in life, so so to speak, with all the prizes and everything that you think they might have. But realize this: you have to expect those challenges and obstacles. Because they are going to come in your life. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, Jesus speaking. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you are going to have many what? Y'all know the scripture. Trials and what? How many did it say you're going to have? How many? I don't like that word. I wish it said... In this life, you're going to have a few trials, a few troubles. But it says you're going to have many trials and many troubles. But then it goes on to say, take heart, take heart. Say it with me, take heart. take heart. Say, take heart. Take Jesus heart. says, because I've overcome every one of those obstacles, trials, and circumstances in your life. And if he is the overcomer... Then if I persevere, I will overcome. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen? Just quickly, because I want to I finish this. Second of all, if you take in those, perseverance strengthens my faith when I look for God's purpose while I'm waiting. That I am looking for God's purpose in my life while I'm waiting for the miracle to happen. Your faith grows stronger. When you are looking for God's purpose in your circumstances, and listen, church, very few of us do that, don't we? Come on, we like we like whine and cry and complain and argue and fuss sometimes with God. Come on, who do we do that with? I mean, I know I do at times. I mean, I don't argue with God where you can hear me, okay. But I do kind of get in this little argument. Why, God, that's not fair. Come on. How many of you? All of us have strong faith. That's why I'm preaching it. Okay. Let me try that again. How many of you like me? You need stronger faith because that I, I need to get over, I need to get through, and I want to go to a different level with my faith. And to do that, I have to say, God, I don't know what you're doing in my life right now. Matter of fact, it looks pretty dark. Now listen, somebody needs to, to hone in on this. It looks pretty dark right now. Just think about your situation. But God, Brother Jerry, we don't know why, what things are going on. We don't, we don't know all of that. But we do know this. If we'll hold to our faith, if, if we'll hold strong to our faith and we'll persevere. We've got to keep in the back of our minds that God, I don't know how you're going to navigate me through all of this. But at the end right there, that I know my miracle, there's a plan and a reason you're navigating me through all of this. There's a reason you put those obstacles in my life. There's a reason you put those troubles in my life. There's a reason you put those things in my life. Listen, church, listen. We all fight with this. God loves you. Sister Nancy, you've been through a lot in your life. And for her to even be sitting here. But I can tell you, she can tell you that God loves every one of us, no matter our mistakes, our failures, pardon my... Country English, our screw-ups, and all of our faults. God still loves you and I with an unconditional love, and He still has a plan for our life. Every one of us. Remember when you're going through those things that there is a plan and a purpose for it. Number three, perseverance strengthens my faith when I lean on God when I am uncertain. How many of you may be going through something right now in your life and you're just, you're uncertain of how it's going to turn out? I mean, you know know what? I'm just uncertain how it's going to turn out. I, I don't know how this thing is going to turn out. I I, I mean, I've got things in my life right now, I I don't know how it's going to turn out. But if I will persevere in faith, that means I'm going to lean on God when in my mind, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Let me me say that again. Let me say that again. How many of you have things in your life right now you don't know how they're going to turn out? But you just don't know how they're going to turn out. But this is what you do know. You got this. Say, I got this. If I'll persevere in faith, and I'll, I'll let's say, lean, I'll lean on God. Come on, let's say it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on God. When I'm persevering, kind of lean this away. Come on, come. let's kind of lean this away. Amen? And now while I'm leaning on God, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to fight while I'm leaning on Him. I'm going to persevere while I'm leaning on God. That, Sister Tina, is going to strengthen my faith. Let me close with this. If you study the story of Jacob, you remember me saying that his first pick was Rachel? You remember me saying that he didn't get Rachel the first seven years, he got who? Leah. That wasn't in Jacob's plan. He had a lot of obstacles and circumstances and situations to go through in those 14 years. At the end of his life, listen to chapter 30 and verse 30, uh, 43, it says, As a result, Jacob become very wealthy, and so God blessed, say blessed, blessed, Bless, Jacob. Now, when God blesses you, you're blessed. And he gave him his own will so that he could finally be free of his cheating uncle Laman, and not only have to rely on him, and he didn't have to work for him anymore. He become very wealthy, but that's not the greatest thing that happened to Jacob. The greatest thing, one of the greatest things that happened to Jacob, it happened within the seven years. Now, to Jacob. He would have wanted to say the 14 years he gets to marry this beautiful woman. He's not so hipped on the Leah. But let me show you God's plan through God navigating through him, through all of the, the cheating and that Laban had done and all of that, through all of his life, through all of those obstacles. He married Leah. Leah, scholars say, was in the line of the generation of Jesus. I don't know about you. I'm happy, very happy to be a purse singer. But you know what? If I was in the line the inheritance of the Rockefellers that would have suited me fine too now I don't want to change being a purse singer and I wouldn't have been born to them but if you would have wanted to kind of engraft me into the Rockefellers I would have said praise God hallelujah does that know what God done? Didn't he engraft us in? I'm going to read this story. On persevering. I want you to leave here with this. About persevering. How many of you like... Now, let me be careful how I say this. How many of you like horse racing? I didn't say how many of you... May Gamble, I said, how many of you like horse racing? (laughs) How many of you like to, okay. How many of you like to watch the underdogs? Just this year at the Kentucky Derby, I know some things has been going on about, you know, the jockey, but we're talking about the race of the Kentucky Derby this year, a persevering. The horse's name was Rich Strike. He wins the 148th Kentucky Derby. Here's his story. He wins $1.86 million. He entered the race yesterday with 30 seconds before the deadline. Only got in the race because he was the 20th horse that was scratched just before he entered. He started from the worst post position on the outside of the track. means he's last. He had to make his way up through the field of 19 other horses from the back. His race career was seven starts and one win, which is not the greatest. His jockey... Sonny had never been to the Kentucky Derby. His trainer, Eric Reed, has never raced a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Eric Reed tragically lost nearly two dozen race horses in a barn in a barn, excuse me, fire a few years ago, and he struggled with quitting. That's a lot of horses. A lot of high dollar horses. Eric Reed lost his two assistant trainers last year to cancer. Rich Strike the horse was purchased in a race last fall for only $30,000. That's 80 to 1 odds. This horse had no idea that he was a long shot. He had no idea That he was to enter the last, at the very last minute of the race. Because another horse scratched, he had no idea that his trainer and jockey had never won the Kentucky Derby. He won the 140th Kentucky Derby race. And if you watched, I encourage you to go on YouTube and watch it. It is amazing how that horse started off last, being bought for $30,000 and ended up with a $1.8 million. One person wrote, I'm just saying what was wrote, that maybe this horse was to encourage Christians, never, never. Never, never to give up. I encourage you to go watch it. It will encourage you to never give up. For he came out of the gate last and maneuvered his way all the way up through 19 other horses to barely win the race. If you will keep persevering, I don't care what is stacked up against you. Listen, God has got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a destiny for your life. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Keep persevering. Keep believing. Keep standing with the Lord. Keep leaning on God. For if God be for us, who can be against us? Let's stay in church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to fight for what God has planned for your life? We're going to we're gonna have to fight for it, okay? It's not going to just happen. We're going to have to 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 go after God. The Lord just reminds me again, I love those devotional times where God just shows up big time in my life. And then I feel like I've really got the victory to walk out by lunchtime and feel like I've lost it. And I know that happens to every one of us at times. Let's be real. Amen? But at that moment, at that time, you keep digging in. You keep persevering. You keep worshiping. You keep reading your Bible. You keep praying. And you take, keep taking authority over the enemy. And I guarantee you, you are going to cross the finish line. Let's give the Lord another hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Every hip bowed and every eye closed this morning. You hear this morning, and you say, you know what, Pastor? Uh, I've got something in my life that I am really struggling with right now. Would you just raise your hands and take it up? Just take it, and you can take it right back down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, young man. Thank you for all those hands. When you leave today, let it be embedded in your spirit that God is for you. He loves you with an unconditional love And He is right there with you. I know you can't feel Him. I I know right now you're thinking, God, where are you at? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting like Jacob. And now it's even past. Maybe Maybe you've got a dream or a vision. It's past 14 years. And it's not happened yet. But I want to encourage you as we close in prayer. Don't give up, okay? I want you to persevere and fight. The Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. Say that with me. Fight the good fight of faith. Say that one more time. It's a good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Father, we thank you this morning. We know, God, that you are there working for our Good. We know God that you have got it all worked out in our life. The Lord, you're gonna, Lord, you're gonna make a way. Listen, where there is no way. You're gonna turn my valley into a mountaintop. And you're gonna turn my situation into a miracle. And by faith, we're going to persevere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's sing this before we leave.